Welcome to the Make That Money Honey podcast. I'm your host, Sandra Joe, and each week I will be bringing you a combination of interviews and solo episodes with industry leaders in finance, entrepreneurship, and women in business. As a former certified financial planner turned financial coach and entrepreneur, I will be sharing my knowledge on how to have better conversations about money within your marriage, relationships, and family dynamics. I will also be teaching fundamental financial literacy about all of the topics that you wish you learned in school. This podcast will get you to think outside the box, create more abundance in your life, and improve your money mindset. So make sure to follow and tune in weekly, and it would mean the world to me if you shared these episodes with a friend and left me a five-star review. Welcome back to the Make That Money Honey podcast. I have the absolute pleasure of introducing Monica Rufo, who is the founder of a Canadian-based wellness supplement company. And I'm so excited to do this interview today because she has an absolutely outstanding story. When Monica was diagnosed with breast cancer a few years ago, she started questioning everything she was putting on and in her body. Incredibly, she discovered the supplements she was taking were full of synthetic fillers and that the word natural wasn't even a regulated word. She wondered, how could this be? This didn't sit well with Monica, so she set out to create Well Told Inc., an emerging plant-based wellness company that formulates, develops, distributes, and sells a variety of supplements, remedies, and other functional wellness products that are completely clean and highly efficacious, all crafted from organic plants and nothing else. Well-Told Health is completely science-based in their approach, harnessing the power of plants to make the world a healthier place. Woof, if that wasn't an intro, (laughs) I am so excited to hear all about this because I was having a look at some of your products and I'm so happy to have you here. So welcome to the show, Monica. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It's an honor to be here. Yeah. And I love connecting with other women in Canada, especially who are entrepreneurs, who have self made, you know, created this company and your company launched in 2018, but it looks like you were working on that for a significant amount of time before you actually went live. So could you tell us a little bit about how you got started in this and and what really triggered you to get into this business in the first place? Yeah, for sure. So actually my background was in marketing and advertising. Um, I started my career at Canada's largest advertising agency, and then I went out on my own. I created an agency um, that was acquired three years later by Interpublic Group, which is one of the big holding companies of advertising agencies. And so at that time, I thought my life, my career, everything was going along just fine. And then I got a diagnosis of a very aggressive form of breast cancer that really stopped me in my tracks. Um, I wasn't really, you know, in the target age group for breast cancer. There's no breast cancer in my family. So there was really nothing that would have ever made me think that I would get this diagnosis. And so I started to question everything about my life and my lifestyle. And I'd always been interested in wellness from a food and a fitness perspective, but I started to look at other aspects of my life. And one of the things I looked at were all these supplements I had at home that I was taking, thinking they were making me healthier. And my first observation was that I couldn't actually read the labels. Um, So there was a bit of an aha moment there because I was like, oh, how is it that I spend so much time reading the labels of food? And yet I've never really taken the time to figure out what these products are made from. So 
I went to a pharmacy and I asked the pharmacist what I thought was going to be a really simple question. I said, you know, I'm going through chemotherapy and cancer treatment. I want to put nothing but clean things into my body. Can you tell me which of the products you have on your shelves are completely natural? So void of any synthetics or fillers. So she didn't really know, but she came out from behind her counter and she started looking at all the bottles with me. And after a few minutes, she said, you know, I'm really sorry, I can't help you. I have absolutely no idea what these products are made from. And I thought that was bananas, right? How is it that even a pharmacist doesn't know what these products are made from? And so that was definitely the genesis moment for this company um, and this brand. And it started me on, on a whole journey um, and that took us, you know, a good nearly three years pre-revenue to figure out um, how to create formulations, how to get Health Canada approval, et cetera, and create a really truly clean plant-based certified organic ingredient uh, supplement company. Wow. What an interesting story. And isn't it incredible that, I, I mean, that just, <laughs> just gave me something to think about because I was like, whoa, if a pharmacist doesn't even know how to read what these ingredients are in these products, how is the average cons consumer supposed to know anything about right. that unless you've got a chemistry background or some, you know, some sort of other background. So just on that, I mean, how did you find the scientists to start creating these formulas? Because I know noticed that you did say um, well-told health is completely science-based. So, so where did that yeah. come from and how did you get people on board for that? So from the very get-go, um, I knew I wanted to work with people who did have a scientific background. Totally. Um, so I created a, a medical advisory board um, that we still have today. And actually the head of our medical advisory board, Dr. Shane House, is actually on our board of directors now as well. Um, so she's been working with me since the very beginning. And we worked with contract labs to really kind of figure out um, what the formulations should be. And then you have to submit them to Health Canada because in Can Canada is very regulated. The U.S. is a very different kind of an environment. But in Canada, you have to prove both the efficacy of any claim you're making as well as the safety. So that's how we did it. And in parallel on this journey, I also went back to school. Um, I got a, a certificate in plant-based nutrition from Cornell University, and I'm in the process of getting another certificate in plant-based medicine from Cornell. And that's not so much because I want to be the head scientist, but I want to at least be able to have a conversation with a scientist about what we're making and what we're putting into our products. Wow. Good for you. And that's so, uh, so admirable that you're really taking it into your own hands and saying, you know, I, not only do I want to create this business, but I actually want to fundamentally understand what the science is that's going into this, because if I want to market it a certain way, I need to know that this is true, right? As, as, you've as you've experienced from not knowing what these other products were that you were taking before. So I love that. Thank you for sharing that. And when it came to your business, because this is really an entrepreneurship podcast, I really encourage women, especially to try whatever it is that they are so passionate about. And I can tell by your story that you were obviously so passionate about this. What were some of the hurdles that you overcame at the start? Because this couldn't have been an easy journey for you to get into this business, especially with all of the Health Canada regulations and everything that you had to go through. 
Yeah, that's a really good question. You know, I think any business has hurdles, especially if you're stepping outside of your comfort zone. So I was an advertising marketing person. So I, although I'd run businesses before, so that part of it wasn't unknown, they were services, service businesses, right? Because that's really what advertising is. You're selling people's time. And so now we had to manufacture products. So this was a complete shift. I had to figure out, you know, I had to find how to manufacture it, who to manufacture it with, how to source the ingredients and all that. And I think all of that was manageable. But I have to say, to me, the biggest hurdle um, was, at the time anyway, were all the naysayers, right? People who would say things like, oh, you you know, I would say, I want to make a completely clean plant-based supplements. And they would say, oh, no, no, that can't be done. Or, oh, no, no, you'll never make money. Or, you know, what do you know about doing something like that? And I think it's that sort of noise, negativity, which uh, in its own way sort of created the biggest hurdles. Like you really have to be resilient because you're going to meet a lot of things, you know, a lot of, I guess, bumps on the road when you're an entrepreneur, but sort of learning how to listen to what people have to say and at the same time push out all that negativity is a big part of, you know, nurturing a company and an idea. It's so easy to shut to sort of shoot down an idea when it hasn't come to life yet. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And I love what you said there about that because that's so relevant to any industry. I know when I personally left financial planning, I had just finished my certified financial planner designation, which was like a two and a half year master's equivalent course and was getting promotion after promotion. And then I just decided I was like, corporate is not for me. I want to go off and do my own thing. And everyone looked at me like I was crazy. Yep. Like what, like, what are you thinking? You just started getting your career going and you're starting to get all these wins and all of a sudden you don't want to work corporate anymore. And I was like, yeah, but it was just not, you know, what I'm drawn to. And it was this year and a half road of creating the business that I'm in now. And there were so many people that are like, so wait, what do you actually do? Yeah. (laughs) Or how do you think that you're ever going to make this work? How, you know, how are you sure that this is going to be successful? And I think that that is one of the key things that women particularly need to overcome when they go into entrepreneurship, because women are just less, uh, what's the term, are more risk averse than men and typically will speak to their family, their friends, their coworkers about ideas before they actually make the decision for social proof or, or approval. And we can tend to get so bogged down in the opinions of others before actually mm-hmm. taking a step into what it is that we actually want to do. So I love that you shared that because that was definitely my biggest hurdle um, going into entrepreneurship. So when it comes to your company, I mean, there's so many supplement companies out there. What would you say is your real point of difference or your unique, uh, product offering and, and why you think that, you know, well told is, is amazing because I (laughs) I've had a look at your website and the products look unreal. So I can't wait to try some myself. Yeah. Well, thank you. Um, I think that our differentiation is on a lot of different levels. I think the first and the primary one really is at a product level. So you would think in 2021 that there would be a lot of companies out there that make really clean plant-based supplements, but there aren't. (laughs) 
there just aren't. And so we are highly, there are some great companies out there um, and some of them will do plant-based, but they actually have synthetics as well. Others will be certified organic, but they use animal products and synthetics. And so if you look at a whole list of here, are all the criteria of what we are. So we're clean. There's no synthetics, no fillers, no animal products. Our ingredients are certified organic. We're non-GMO. And you look at the whole list there isn't another brand that checks every single one of the of those boxes. And so when we go see retailers, whether it's uh, in Canada, you know, uh, Loblaws or Shoppers Drug Mart or any of those big guys or in the U.S. as CVS where we got in recently, um, you know, they look at our products and they know that they're differentiated because there are great products out there, but certainly not that check every one of the boxes. And then you add another layer to that. And our, our mission really is clean wellness for all. And so we have this super premium product that we offer at everyday pricing. And we're really working on making our pricing as accessible as, pro as possible. So the other brands that may be out there that check a lot of the boxes, if not all of the boxes that we have, aren't at the same price point as we are. So there's that. And I think the final one, that I would call out is that, you know, before I started the company, probably because of my marketing background, I did focus groups. I spoke to men, mm -hmm. I spoke to women, I asked them what they thought. And it amazed me that when you look at the supplement business, more women than men buy supplements. And yet when you talk to women, they feel by and large left out by that category. And it, you know, the, the brands that are out there are very masculine. They're very cold um they're synthetic they're you know they're not they don't feel as if they're designed with a woman in mind and so we create you know set out to create packaging that was differentiated and gender neutral where women would feel included in this brand and so that's another key differentiator for us so wow. it's kind of on a lot of different levels that's so cool i, I love what you said about ticking all the boxes. So, you know, number one point of differentiation, ticking all the boxes in terms of organic, completely plant-based, no GMOs, uh, no fillers, synthetics or anything like that, because it's so true. There's so many times that you'll see something and it might have whey protein in it or, yeah. or whatever. So you never really know. Right. And then, uh, gender neutral packaging, as we know this year, this is becoming a really important thing that it is accessible because the cost of living is going up so much now. And as we can yeah. see with inflation and everything else, people just don't want to spend a fortune on something that they're going to be taking and using every day. You know, it, it's, it's getting very competitive out there. So I love okay. that. And uh, now when it comes to your marketing, let's talk about that. Cause that's something that I'm super interested in. So when you started doing your focus groups, what, what other kinds of strategies did you have? Because you're now three years into your business and you've just yeah. gone public, which we're going to talk about four weeks ago, which is super exciting. So congratulations. I know Thank that that you. must have been a huge accomplishment for you. So let's talk about how you got from 2018 to 2021 and what were some of the steps that you took to really get your business off the ground? Sure. So um, things didn't turn out the way I thought they would um, in a good way. But I think that's also, you know, as an entrepreneur, you have to just go with the flow of what happens. I originally set out to make this a direct to consumer brand. So I really thought we would sell it online on our own website. And then maybe two, three years down the road, when we had enough brand gravitas, we would go knock on the door of, you know, retailers and say, hey, would you put us on our shelves? But 
What ended up happening is right out of the gate, we just got this crazy outpouring of love and from consumers, but also from the press. The amount of press we got in the first few months was really crazy. We were featured in, you know, Forbes and then in Vogue and, um, you know, Fortune and CBC and Canadian Living. And we started popping up everywhere, Women's Wear Daily. And so retailers started to reach out to us saying, hey, would you be on our shelves, which is really unheard of, um, as I'm sure you know. And so I decided to pivot the strategy and go straight away to more of an omni-channel approach and to make our products available on shelf. And so over the course of the following years, to bring us to the end of 2020, so a year ago, we were sitting at 1,500 stores across Canada. Wow. Um, which included, yeah, Loblaws and all the different Loblaws uh, companies, uh, Rexall. We were in about 20 Sobeys, about 30 Metros, um, Shoppers Drug Mart, uh, Whole Foods, um, and so on. And this year, so in the last 12 months, our objective was to reach over 2,000 stores in Canada, which we did. Um, and also to develop more of the Quebec market, because until then we hadn't really didn't have a lot of distribution there. So we achieved that as well. Uh, we also launched an Amazon store um, this year. Wow. And in the last um, three weeks, we actually launched in the U.S. So that was pretty amazing. Um, so, you know, it's it's we're just getting started there. Like literally we launched at uh, CVS Health Hub. We've been on their shelves for 10 days now, so it could not be more <laughs> fresh. Um, we also launched our U.S. facing website. We also launched our Amazon U.S. website and we got listed on Goop. So that was a really big deal for us as well. Um, you know, Goop and Gwyneth Paltrow have become such, um, I guess, influential uh, pillars in the wellness space that for us to be on Goop and their, their criteria for listing products. I mean, that, that was pretty crazy, you know, in terms of all the testing and all this they did on our product. So um, we were really delighted to do that as well. So the U S is a brand new market. And we also won an award from one of the big distributors in the U S called Kehi. Um, they did a trend finder event and they chose us as their, golden ticket winner, um, where they're going to, you know, have us into their distribution centers and help push us through with their 30,000 stores they represent. So holy very moly, talk about a yeah. growth plan, talk about a growth <laughs> yeah. plan that I was not expecting that I have to say so. And, and what a cool story that you originally were just going to go direct to consumer. And then all of a sudden you had everybody knocking on your door saying, we want you in our store. Okay. That's amazing. I mean, you know, a lot of people would have to be door knocking to get that kind of opportunity. And you guys had it presented to you. If you don't mind me asking, how did you, how did you get that exposure to all the press in the beginning? Did, did somebody see you or? Um, yeah, I mean, we sent product, we, we did an outreach, um, yeah. you know, as one does when you launch a company. So we reached out to a bunch of different media and I mean, they just started publishing it. Um, wow. and I think, you know, what kind of happens is, um, you know, you get published in Forbes and they did a thing on me and then other publications see it. And then they, it's sort yeah. of just kind of all snowballs at one point. That's so Nothing cool. Happened. I love that you've just expanded into the U.S. as well. That's a huge, huge market. I know we have a lot of listeners on this podcast from the U.S., so that's exciting news for them. 
And there's just so much noise out there when it comes to plant-based, you know, there's oh, so many, yeah. so many fake claims about what things actually do. And I really like that you touched on at the very beginning of this podcast that, that you had to go through the rigorous regulation of Canada, because I know it is quite different to launch a product in the U S it's yeah. not nearly as strict. And so in order to get that approval here, you would definitely have to have proven that it works. So yeah. this is amazing. So 2000 stores now in 2021 in Canada for our listeners, Loblaws is the largest grocery chain in Canada. So getting that contract, I'm sure was amazing. Yeah, <laughs> Felt was. so good. So, so let's talk about some expansion because you've just recently gone public four weeks ago. And for our listeners, what that means is it would have been a private company before, and now they are listed on which stock exchange are you listed on? TSX. TSX. Perfect. Yeah. So the largest stock exchange in Canada is the TSX. So well told health is listed on that stock exchange. Now tell us a little bit about that process and what you went through to get your company public (laughs) and also why you, why you decided to go public. Yeah. You know, it was probably one of the hardest things I've done in my career. Um, It was really, really difficult. Um, the, The reason we decided to do it, is kind of interesting because, you know, Canada doesn't have as much venture capital as the U.S. in general. And then when you start to, to zoom in and you look at, well, what's the venture capital that's available for a CPG company or a wellness company, then suddenly that small universe is like minuscule. There's hard, there's very, very little money available. And so, you know, when looking at, we wanted to grow, we're a very ambitious company and we really wanted to grow quickly. We needed capital. So what do you do? You know, you can knock on the few doors in Canada that are available, or you can go to the U.S. But even the U.S., even though there's a lot more funds, they're not all available to Canadian companies because they're often reserved for other, for American companies. Um, and so it's, it was kind of like at looking at all the different options that at some point somebody suggested to me, well, you know, Hey, why don't you take your company public? And I thought at the time I had this mistaken belief that only big, very profitable, very big companies go public. And I was thinking, no, 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 that doesn't make any sense for us. But then I started to explore it and it's as if somebody kind of opened these curtains and I realized, oh my God, there are all these small companies out there that take their company public really with a view to raise money. And so the primary reason why we went public is to get access to capital that we wouldn't otherwise have access to in Canada. Um, And, you know, before making that decision, I really spent a lot of time also talking to the different bakers and everything about, you know, what, what do companies who are successful at being public when they're really small, what do they all have in common? And kind of came to the conclusion that we did tick a lot of those boxes and it made a lot of sense for us. And there was a lot of enthusiasm um, from the different investment bankers and so on to, to take us public. So decided to do it. Wow. What an incredible story. And that's so interesting because I've often wondered at what point does a business owner decide that going public is the next and and best decision? Because you do feel like maybe you're losing a little bit of control of the business. If maybe, yeah. you know, there's, there's that, there's so many considerations when it comes to going public. So, but access to capital is an amazing opportunity, right? And then you can expand yeah. and your expansion plan is absolutely skyrocketing right now. So this is really yeah 
perfect timing because you just launched in the US. So perfect timing to be on this podcast. So let's talk a little bit about investing in small caps because we have a lot of women investors or encouraging women to become investors that are listeners to this podcast. And I would love for you to give your opinion on why it's important to invest in companies that you know and love and, you know, supporting them from an investment perspective. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think a lot of the world is going to more, you know, finding things that you feel the purpose connects with what you feel your purpose is or things that you believe in. And, you know, it's really hard to raise capital as a small company. It doesn't matter if you're public or private. It's really, really hard um, because there is risk involved. And I think that, you know, investing in a company that shares your belief means that you're participating in shaping the world the way you want the world to be shaped, if that makes sense. I know that's kind of at a higher level, but that's how I always look at it. I buy from brands that I believe in and that I believe in in the founders or the mission or whatever it happens to be, because you know, even though not everyone will be an entrepreneur, if you're investing in companies that are taking the world where you want it to go, in a way you're you're part of that journey too. So that's yeah. really how I look at yeah, it. Yeah, that's such a good that's such a good analogy of of investing in the way that you want the world to go. Because if you think about it, that's why companies like Tesla have gone crazy. You know, yeah. people want to invest in clean, clean vehicles and transport and transportation. I I remember about five or seven years ago when I was working in finance, and sustainably, you know, um, uh, environmentally sustainable companies were just starting to really become, you know, talked about in the investing world and socially responsible investing was becoming a bit of a buzzword and people were talking about it and clients were asking for it. And I remember thinking like, Oh, this isn't something we really need to address that much right now. Like it's just one of those, you know, buzzword conversations, but then sure enough, you know, lo and behold, couple of years later, the world is just changing the way they're looking at investing. I know there's a huge push for plant-based foods as well, because they have way less impact on the environment when it comes to water resources and farming and everything like that. So it's totally true. It's like people that are wanting to have an impact on environmental change, on climate, you know, climate change and things like that. If you're actually putting your money where your mouth is and going to industries or companies that align with your values, then that's actually your way of supporting the movement rather than just posting about it on social media or going to protests or whatever. It's like, you can actually facilitate the forward plan of those industries. That was really interesting. I'm glad, I'm glad you mentioned that It's a good, good way to look at it. (laughs) So now in terms of where your business is going forward, I would love to hear about some of the plans that you have for well-told health. I mean, I know you've just expanded into, into the U S are you going to be coming up with any new products anytime soon or what is the future outlook look like for you guys? Yeah. So I think, um, for the next 12 months, um, our kind of business theme is stockpile and grow. Um, and what I mean by that is, you know, we, I think you're, you must be familiar in the world with the fact that we're in a shortage economy. It was on the front page of the economist. It's, you know, we're 
supply chain is a big issue for everyone. And so we want to be sure that we're not going to run out of product, key ingredients or anything, and we can support our growth. And so, you know, this first part of that, the stockpile and grow the stockpile side of it is we're on a shopping spree right now. Um, where we're buying up all of our key ingredients to make sure that we can have that growth. Um, totally. And the second part of it is the growth itself. So we're just getting started. You know, we just launched in the last few weeks in the U.S. You know, the sky's the limit as long as we have the, 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 the inventory to be able to support that. So growth is key. And for us, growth is in really four different areas. So we want to increase the number of doors that we have, retailers, mm-hmm. Um, obviously in the U.S. there's huge potential, but there's still potential in Canada too. We're at 2023 doors. There's still quite a lot of room for us to grow. Um, so new doors, we want to also increase our online sales. So until recently, we didn't have that much money to invest in marketing online. So we're going to start doing that more significantly. Um, the third pillar is just really nurturing the customers that we have. So, you know, same store sales, online, et cetera. And the fourth one is new products, which is the fun one. So we anticipate as of Q1 having a new line that's coming out. And I have some of the preliminary packaging here. They're they're powders um, because not everybody likes to swallow a capsule. And so we're creating a powder line that people can either, in some cases, depending on the flavor profile, you can put it in your coffee um, or you can put it into juice or smoothie or whatever it is, however you want to take it. And because they're not encapsulated, you know, our cost of goods sold are even lower. And so it's an even lower price point, um, enabling us to deliver on our mission of clean wellness for all. So we anticipate launching the first ones as of January, um, and they're going to trickle out, um, throughout the year. And I'm, I'm quite excited about some of them. One of one of them is a plant-based collagen booster. Which is really cool. Yay! Oh my gosh, and I can't wait for that one because I'm actually one. allergic to fish, and all oh. call it all like so many good collagens are fish-based. Yeah, and so plant-based collagen. Yay! Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Spoiler alert: I might be your first customer for that one. <laughs> and then this one, which is Face the Day, which is a liver and antioxidant after-party support. So this one is much anticipated, also. <laughs> That sounds amazing as well. So, wow. So a lot of big things coming up for you guys next year. I'm super excited to follow along with this journey. Is there anything else that you wanted to share about the business before we wrap up here and and tell our listeners about a little discount code that we've got? (laughs) Well, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. I think you did a great job of asking me all the questions that I would have talked about. So no, I think uh, we've done a pretty good job of... Amazing. So if you want to follow along with this journey, you can check her out on Instagram at welltoldco, sorry, that's W-E-L-L-T-O-L-D-C-O. And the website is welltold.ca. And we have a special discount for any listeners of this podcast, which is Sandra 15 for 15% off your first order. This will be an amazing way to try some of these amazing plant-based products, which I'm so excited to try. So I'm definitely going to be putting some in stockings this Christmas for my family. So thank you so much, Monica. This was really, really interesting. Sorry, one little thing. Yeah, yeah, jump in. 
Yeah, the website is welltold.com actually. Oh, so in sorry Canada, about that. So in Canada, up as CA because there's a geolocator, but anybody gotcha. can type in .com and they'll find the in the Perfect. US or Canada. Great, yeah. and I'll, I'll link it in the description anyway so that people can check it out. But yeah, thank you so much. This was really interesting and I'm so glad we got to touch on your story because it's so cool to have watched you go through that transition from marketing into a completely different industry completely. and what, what you would have had to go through. So that's a yeah. really, really inspiring thing for our listeners because I know that thank the fear you. can hold us back sometimes, but this has been an amazing journey and congratulations on going public. We will have to check you out on the stock market as well and watch your journey over the next you know, 12 months. It sounds like there's a big growth plan coming up for you guys. So thank you yes. and wishing you all the best. Thank you. Thanks for listening. And if you love this episode, please share it to your Instagram story and tag me at sandra.m.joe. I would be forever grateful if you left me a five-star review and sent it to a friend so that I can reach as many people as possible. For more information on my financial coaching and how we can work together, check out my website at sandrajoe.com. And until next time, have a great day and go make that money, honey.